Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. Hi, everybody. Today, we are discussing something that's been on my mind a whole lot lately, prioritizing. Prioritizing is structuring ourselves so we're doing the most valuable work first so we can make sure that it gets done. Now, I'm going to go on record here saying that the word priorities, plural, is just messed up. The word priority, singular, means the thing that goes first, as in the singular first position. The word priorities, plural, only came about in the last 100 or so years. George McEwen, in his book Essentialism, says, quote, Only in the 1900s did we pluralize the term and start talking about priorities. Illogically, we reasoned that by changing the word, we could bend reality. Somehow we would now be able to have multiple first things. End quote. I like this point because it brings out uh, a couple of phrases that we hear a lot, like first things first, or what I prefer actually uh, from a former colleague of mine named Arturo. He used to say, lo primero es lo primero. The first thing is the first thing. And that really gets to what priority and priorities are all about. So here's a big truth for this episode. Our priorities aren't what we say they are, they're what we actually do. Our priorities aren't defined by our vision boards or the goals we set for ourselves. Our priorities in reality are where we spend our time, our energy, and our focus. So we can say all day long that our health is our priority, but if your workout time is always the thing that gets pushed off to another day or gets shoved out of the way because something else popped up, then what's our priority? Our health or the random thing that popped up that we chose to spend our workout time on instead? We have to learn to balance where we put our energy and focus if we are ever going to be successful at prioritizing. Now, you all may have seen or heard about an Eisenhower matrix. Stephen Covey popularized this, and most people know it from his work. It's a quadrant, two lines drawn to make four sections. One of the lines represents important to not important from end to end, and the other one represents urgent to not urgent. So by overlaying these two lines into a quadrant format, we get four little sections. Uh, They are important and urgent, not important and urgent, important but not urgent, and not important and not urgent. Now, a lot of us spend time in the important urgent quadrant. Uh, We end up putting out one fire after another or running from just one emergency to the next, whatever those emergencies might look like. And that's fine if you don't ever need to plan for the future, but most of us need to do a little planning for the future. Important, not urgent, is what I find often gets missed out on a lot, especially if you maybe tend to procrastinate because we push off the important, not urgent stuff 
until it either becomes urgent or we just totally miss the boat and it falls off of our matrix of stuff to do completely. This is the long-term planning kind of stuff. Career development plans, networking professionally, building a long-term skill set, updating your resume regularly. I mean, that becomes urgent when somebody suddenly asks for it or you're thrown into an unexpected job search, right? Saving for retirement, regular health checkups, going to the dentist regularly for cleanings. When you put those kind of things off too long, they can become urgent or you end up just not being able to retire. So it becomes a non-issue. We, we don't want that. Now, the urgent, not important stuff, the things that are uh, not necessarily high on the list of importance, but they need to be done quickly. I hear a lot of productivity people talk about just not doing these at all. Just get rid of them. Don't do them. But the definition or common understanding of not important to you, but important to someone else, can maybe cause us to need to make different decisions. Now, I hear you, a lot of people with these kind of things say, well, somebody else's lack of planning is not my emergency. I partly agree with the statement that you need to not let urgent stuff that's not really that important take over the important stuff for you. However, there are times when it's very beneficial to you and therefore valuable and important to help someone out in an urgent situation. So I'll give you an example. A colleague of mine was working on a very large, high visibility event at a massive conference that she was in charge of. She had done all of the other stuff. The venue was ready. The catering was ready. The seating charts for this event were set. It was sort of a kind of blended town hall plus networking event. And she even had all the speakers set up and ready to go. But she realized that she had no actual networking activity of any kind planned. And she didn't want to just leave it to chance that people were going to talk to each other. She wanted to have a structured networking activity so people would actually start talking and building those relationships. And it was getting really close to the day of the event. She was panicked. She had been trying to you know, do all this other stuff. And this honestly had just fallen by the wayside. Uh, so she came to me saying, hey, Kelly, you do trainings and workshops and team building events. Help me, please. So I came up with a super easy way to get people talking to each other. She took the idea and we ran with it. I helped get the actual little conversation starter pieces of paper done. And the whole event and, and that networking piece turned out to be a really good success. People even asked afterwards for the templates so they could take it back to their teams and replicate the same thing. Now, it would have been easy for me to say, sorry, I can't help you right now. I'm busy. I've got my other stuff going on. Here's a book. Pick something out of it. I did have a ton of my own work I was doing, but, you know, she was a friend and a very dear colleague. And two, this was a high visibility event. And I knew that she was one of those people with tons of integrity. She was going to give me credit for coming up with this activity. So it was going to end up being potentially high visibility for me. And it was in our department's best interest that the event go well. So it wasn't on my list of things to do. It was a favor that took time away from some other stuff, but it was valuable and important for me to do. It wasn't within the scope of my job to do, 
but it was something that would pay off in the long run if I dedicated an hour of my life to help her get it done. So don't discount stuff that's not directly related to your job as being not important. There are different ways to find value and importance in the work you do. And I think this is where the idea of prioritization goes astray sometimes. There are ways to look beyond our job descriptions to add value to our work and our careers. We have to understand that important can look like different things, especially when comparing long and short-term important, like networking, going to a group lunch with some colleagues, some people who would be good for us to know in the long term. It might not be on the list of either urgent or important, but it kind of is important in that long term. What will add value to our lives in the short term can be really different from what's going to add value to our lives in the long term. So let's go back to this networking example. I know it can be a pain in the rump sometimes to make the effort to professionally network, and it's easy to let more pressing issues that are related directly to our job responsibilities take precedence. But in the long term, will it benefit us more to have done daily tasks number three versus spending 30 minutes having coffee with a new colleague? Now, task number three is more tangible. The results are easier to see quickly. Relationship building, i.e. networking, doesn't necessarily have a quick or obvious payout. And that sometimes can keep us from acting on it. We can find it difficult to see the benefit of something in the long term. Honestly, I think this has been one of the outcomes of all of the COVID lockdowns and one of the biggest reasons for the great resignation, as it's being called. Taking ourselves out of our typical situation of working in an office and constant meetings and commuting and that emergency fire putting outing allowed us a little breathing room to look around us and say, huh, what's really important to me? What's important to me long-term versus being in the muck of the everyday and never being able to actually take time to look around and think about this stuff? Suddenly, that long-term important but not urgent stuff became a lot more pressing, a lot more urgent feeling because we had to face the potential risks of possibly not having a long-term life to see the results in. A lot of us went through what felt like a massive upheaval of priorities, a shifting of perspective from day-to-day tasks, that urgent, important stuff, to those bigger questions of, what is my singular priority? Where do I really want to spend my time and energy and focus? Now, other big issues that I see, and these are from my own life and perspective too, prioritizing can be difficult because we get a lot of different pressures. We have outside pressures like your boss or your company or peers who need something or deadlines that are looming on your calendar. And those become really important to manage. There are also times when we frankly may shoot ourselves in the foot when we don't prioritize because we don't want to say no, or we feel incapable of saying no. We may feel like we can't say no or we'll lose our jobs. So Side note, here's a way to tell your boss no nicely. When approached with a new project or task, say, 
here are all of the things I'm currently working on and how much time they take per week or month. I can absolutely take on this new thing, but something on my current list is going to have to be postponed or dropped. This new thing will take X amount of time approximately to do, so I recommend we drop responsibility number four. Does that sound good? It's giving your leader an option to prioritize the overall work and shows how much you already have on your plate. Now, it's not guaranteed to work, obviously, but it's definitely a technique that has helped me a ton in the past when I've had these issues come up. All right, another issue that we see when we're talking about prioritizing is that we sometimes use a lack of prioritizing or decision-making around our priorities as a way to procrastinate on stuff. It's a form of distraction, so we don't have to deal with the actual decision. So let's say you have nine things you have to get done by the end of the quarter, and two of them you really don't want to do. Uh, Two of the others you could delegate to someone else, and then the other five really don't take up a ton of time. But you really don't want to do those first two big ones. Instead of digging into them so you have plenty of time to get them done, it's so easy to put the less important, less time-consuming things first. This, my friends, is a form of procrastinating. We don't want to work on the things we need to do but we distract ourselves by rethinking what we're supposed to work on or re-researching the stuff we've already researched or not delegating so we don't spend time on the high value stuff or preparing to work and then re-preparing to work. Now, I'm going to be really honest here. This is what I have been doing with my business and this podcast. I've been working for months and months and months on my first digital course on resume writing. Now, this course is is going to be way more than just a here's a template and how to fill it out. You all know I tend to focus on a whole lot bigger picture content than that. So the course is about understanding your value to an employer, how to identify your key transferable skills, how to market yourself appropriately, all kinds of good stuff. Now, that project, I've been working on it for months and not making any headway. I wanted to get it done. I've been wanting to build out my entire library of online digital courses, but somehow I just wasn't getting around to it. Why? Well, when I sat back and really looked at what was happening, I realized I was scared that it wasn't going to be good enough. And I didn't want to let everybody down by putting out something that wasn't high enough quality for them to feel like they were getting a a good product. And secondly, it was such a big project that it felt overwhelming. The perfectionism and fear that pop up for me were popping up hard. And I was using that perfectionism and using that fear of it not being good enough to work on everything else first. So for example, how many times had I researched the topic for this podcast and then re-recorded it repeatedly? How many times had I done the little videos to market the podcast and then redid them and spent way too much time on them? How many times have I redesigned my website? How many times have I rewritten out my to-do list and then added random stuff onto it? Now, I call this protascination. Y'all know I love a good portmanteau. Protascination is using planning 
as a procrastination technique. So one day I realized I had to make a choice because I was coasting, thinking that magically that prioritization would happen somehow. So I realized I had to just make a decision on where I was going to spend my energy or none of it would ever get done. Because when everything's a priority, nothing is a priority. I needed to prioritize the things that are most valuable to my business long term. Now, I love doing the podcast. I love helping you all in your careers and lives and hearing from you about the issues you've had and how you've resolved them. I absolutely love it and I'm not going to stop doing it. But the podcast isn't making me any money yet. In fact, it's actually costing me money every month. And I'm giving away a lot of free resources and intellectual property in the process. I needed to balance the podcasts and the free resources with projects that will bring income and long-term stability into my business. Because if everything's a priority, nothing's a priority. And right now, I need to focus on increasing my business cash flow. So that needs to be way higher up, actually. probably number one on my list. But it's hard to push something to the side or postpone if you enjoy it. If we don't, though, we'll continue to just float our energy and time and focus around and let other priorities seep in. It's a basic lack of prioritization. And those woes were coming from my fear of not being good enough or feeling overwhelmed, that perfectionism popping up. So as you all may know and have seen, I stepped back a little bit from the podcast so that I could recalibrate my priorities and get myself back on track. And guess what? It worked. There are so many reasons why we don't prioritize. Now, I've talked about, you know, fear of perfectionism, feeling overwhelmed. Those are big key reasons we don't want to prioritize. Another one is FOMO, fear of missing out. It's another big one that we we refuse to prioritize or make decisions around things because we don't want to make a decision in case it's wrong or we don't want to miss out on something else that might come along. So we end up just not making a decision at all. Now, we may actually legitimately not have the knowledge to do the thing. And that's where the priority then needs to probably be learning how to do the thing. We may also not prioritize because we think that making a decision and putting something above something else on our list might be too risky to dedicate that time to. So what keeps you from picking one priority and focusing more time and energy onto it? Maybe even putting it top of your list. What gets in your way when you try to prioritize for yourself? Now, I love to-do lists. They help me prioritize and they help me keep my focus. Am I amazingly perfect at prioritizing? Obviously, we've discussed this. No, I am not. But I find the simple practice of creating a daily to-do list helps me, and it might help you. Do you want to know what else I put on my to-do list other than the stuff that I want to or need to do that day? The stuff I actually did during the day. Now, yeah, it gives me something to check off, which feels awesome, but it also shows me where I actually spent my time and energy. So if I have something on the list like, 
increased retirement fund contribution. And I have to rewrite that on my list every day for four months. Maybe, just maybe, I'm letting something get in my way. All right, it's time to take this one for a final spin. Sit down for five minutes and write out your to-do list. Just five, set a timer. Also, don't let the list writing become its own form of protestation. Your list doesn't have to be perfect or pretty or covered in stickers or drawn with pretty markers to be effective. After all, is it more important for the list to be pretty or for the list to be functional? Yeah. If you feel really energetic about prioritizing, you can create your own Eisenhower matrix of your priorities and then compare it to where you actually spend your time. You may find that the quadrant you want to spend time in isn't the one you're actually spending time in. And if you really need to dedicate some time to your number one priority, set a timer for 20 minutes today to work on just that one thing. You might be amazed at the progress you can make in 20 dedicated minutes. If the thought of spending 20 minutes today to work on your number one priority feels terrifying or overwhelming, then maybe it's time to spend 20 minutes on reflecting about what ideas and beliefs you hold about your prioritization and why you tend to hold yourself back. That in itself can be a huge first step. Now, believe it or not, the holidays are coming soon. For Americans, Thanksgiving is happening in just a few weeks, and Hanukkah, Yule, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and the New Year, and tons of other holidays are all quickly approaching. So what's your priority for any holidays you may be getting ready to celebrate? Write that on a sticky note and put it on your coffee maker or fridge or your tea kettle. Keeping that front of mind as you get into the holiday madness can hopefully alleviate at least a little prioritization stress. After all, is your priority around the holidays that everything be perfect or that you have a nice time with family and friends? All right, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Talk to you all soon. Bye. If the pandemic lockdown has made you aware of some major changes you want to make in your career or dance life, I can help. Maybe you realize you hate your current job or that you're holding yourself back from making a big life change that deep down you really want. Now is the time to start building momentum for the future. I've spent my career in professional development and training at Fortune 100 companies, leading training initiatives and coaching people from frontline employees to executive level leaders to improve their relationship to their work, their colleagues, and themselves. If you think some non-judgmental support and gentle nudging would help you to get going, give me a call to discuss one-on-one coaching and consulting. If your organization or company is ready for an injection of new ideas, energy, and practical tools to improve company culture and efficiency, let's chat. I have off-the-shelf workshops ready to bring to your organization on topics like effective communication, change management, presentation skills, and a suite of leadership development workshops, just to name a few. Custom workshops are also an option. For a 30-minute complimentary consultation, email me at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com, go to bellydancealchemy.org, or reach out to me on LinkedIn or via the links in the podcast notes 
so we can see if I'm a good fit for your needs. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Thank you.